Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Let's go ahead and give that hand clap of praise to God right now. Come on, he's worthy of all things. We worship you, Jesus. We praise your name, Jesus. I love your bishop so much. Love him dearly in this family. He also bailed me out because in all of the travels, I forgot my ties. So I'm extra anointed because I'm wearing Bishop's tie this morning. <laughs> so if I, if I preach okay, it's all, it's because of his tie. <laughs> um, this is a revival center for the world. This church right here is a revival center for the world. I believe that. And how about this youth group? They've been amazing this whole weekend, seeking after God. If you love VSM, if you love your youth, come on, they're the ones that are bringing the fire in this church. The fire. <laughs> excited to be with you all, excited about what God is going to do in this place. I want to go right to the Word of God. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. Acts 2 and 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Somebody say all flesh. It says, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Here's what I want to preach to you all today. I want to preach dream on dream on. Can we lift up our hands and can we begin to praise the name of Jesus? Can we begin to worship him right now? Lord, we pray that you'd move down in this place. I pray that you'd anoint my lips to speak your word. I pray that you'd anoint every ear in here to hear what you have to say. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you'd open up our hearts, open up our minds to hear your word, Lord Jesus. Come on, somebody just begin to cry out to him right now. We love you, Lord, and we worship you, Lord. Y'all can be seated in the name of Jesus. August 28th, 1963, the renowned Martin Luther King Jr. takes the stage on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And as 250,000 men and women gather together and listen intently to the preacher and political leader to deliver the greatest speech in American history, if not world history. The speech made iconic by the four famous words, I have a dream. I have a dream. Is that speech that was the greatest of all time because of the passion that MLK spoke with that day? It was that speech that shook America and the world, that speech that is still, still celebrated with due cause today. But when King got up that morning to head to the Lincoln Steps, he carried with him the, the notes of that sacred speech. As he approached the microphone, as he laid the speech down on the podium, he began to read from the speech that he had entitled Normalcy. That was the speech that he brought to speak that day. In fact, the words, I have a dream, are in no transcript of Martin Luther King's original speech. He did not plan to say it. 
He did not write it in. It was not on his agenda. And yet halfway through MLK Jr.'s speech, as he paused for a moment for the crowd to clap, a woman called out from the crowd. It was his favorite gospel singer, Mahalia Jackson, and she called to him, and Martin Luther King looked his direction, and she yelled, tell him about the dream, Martin. Tell him about the dream. At that moment, famed speech giver and lecturer Martin Luther King turned back to his preacher roots. He was no longer giving a speech to a crowd, but he was preaching to those 250,000 people that day. And that is how America received his dream. That's how we received those famous words, I have a dream. Much like the politicians and celebrities of today, the Lord has declared a dream over this world. He has a dream that we would receive the comforter, his Holy Spirit. He has a dream that we would go, that we would preach the gospel to every creature. In the Lord's dream, all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. It's not his dream that any man should perish. It's Jesus has a dream that we would abide in him and that he would abide in us. In his dream, we seek first the kingdom of God. In the Lord's dream, for us, he knows all the problems, all the situations, he wants to give us hope. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us life. The Lord is declaring to us that he has a dream. I know this world has its problems. I know that there is disease. I know that there is hurt. I know there is pain. I know there is suffering. But just hold on because in his dream, in his dream for us, we'll one day be caught up in the twinkling of, the, of an eye and we will forever be with the Lord. That is the plan of God for this world. That is the plan of God for our hearts, for our lives. But let me share you something. The major difference between MLK saying, I have a dream, and the words of the Lord is that he is God. He is God. He is the Lord. His dreams and his promises are sure. The Bible says his promises are yea and amen. They will not fault. They will not lack. His promises are for us. And when the Lord speaks, it will happen. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody that's received a dream? And when he speaks, you know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to remind you here today that the Lord is for you. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Psalms 29 says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. That means it stirs up everything that's going on when it seems like there's you're in a wilderness and you can't know what's going on. You don't know all the problems, all the situations. You're struggling from place to place. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. He begins to speak to your situation. He begins to speak to your dream. He begins to give you hope. When the voice of the Lord speaks, everything changes. Clap your hands if you believe that right now. I 
at his word, creation is formed. At his word, situations begin to change. At his word, sickness leaves, darkness flees, life is born, and the grave is defeated. When the Lord speaks, everything begins to change. TLC, you know what the world needs? They need a fresh, a fresh call of the voice of the Lord. They need a fresh desire for the voice of the Lord. We need a fresh hunger in our lives for the voice of the Lord. Come on, somebody throw up your hands right now and just begin to pray. Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. Speak to me, God. Ah, the voice of the Lord is powerful in our lives. And the voice of the Lord is for us, hear us, here for us today. We are not far from the coming of the Lord. We've heard it for a long time, but we are not far from the coming of the Lord. There is a great revival coming across this nation, across this globe. A great revival that's taking place. But I want to speak specifically to, to this church today. I want to speak to every individual in this room. It's time to keep on dreaming. It is not time to slack up. It is not time to quit. It is not time to slow the pace. It's time to dream on. The Lord has poured out great blessings on this church. However, there are greater promises to come, Bishop. Greater things to come, Bishop. We want to finish strong before the rapture takes place. There are revivals you've been promised that you still have not received yet. You still haven't seen yet. There are miracles you've been waiting for, waiting in faith to receive that are still coming. There are personal dreams that you've been praying about for a long time and it just hasn't happened yet. But keep on that backslidden son or daughter that hurt in your mind that just won't seem to go away. That coworker that you've been working on for years. The closer we get to the end time. The closer that we get to the end time, Pastor Justin. See, when Jesus came the first time, prophecies started to happen all over the place. Those Old Testament prophecies, they started to fall in place one after another. It was like 400 years of silence and all of a sudden all of these prophecies began to take place and promises were given and, and the words that God has spoken throughout all of history began to take place when Jesus came. And when he comes again, right before he comes, those prophecies, those words that you've been given, the closer that we get to the end time, the more promises that will be able to come over your life. The closer that we get, the more dreams that are going to begin to perform and begin to happen over your life. The closer we get to the coming of God, the more revivals we're going to see, the more pain we're going to see go away, the more miracles we're going to see. And God is coming soon. Therefore, look around because dreams are going to begin to start taking place place. Promises are going to be, in this, be given. God is coming. So don't stop praying now. Don't stop praying now. A while back I was, I was praying for this year and I always want to pray in the new year. I want to pray what God's direction is for me, what God's direction is for his church into the new year. And I was praying and the, I felt the Lord tell me this. If you've experienced brokenness, in 2021, though it was painful, though it was tragic, maybe you've gone through your hardest trial you've ever been through in this past year. And I've talked to different people and asked, and people raise their hands and say, yeah, last year was one of the hardest places 
I've ever gone through. It's, it wasn't just COVID. It wasn't just all these things, but just it, it seemed like there was this pressure on the church. There was this pressure on the people of God. There was this pressure on lives all around us. You've gone through all of this, the hardest trial, but you're still here. You're still here. And you've handled it with humility. You've tried your best to seek after God despite the pain. If that's you, then God's dreams are about to explode in your life this year. Why don't we just clap our hands and believe that right now? Why don't we just praise him for that right now? And I believe that great promises are going to be fulfilled. Great promises are going to be given in this room today. Amen. And a radical submission, <laughs> radical submission is the key to unlocking your dream. Radical submission is the key to unlocking your revival. Radical submission will unlock doors that were previously shut. Radical submission is the key to your breakthrough promise. Where do we start in submission? Well, we look no further than the word of God. Look no further than his word. His word is the ultimate authority. If you cannot line up your, word, your life with the word of God, you cannot receive the blessings. You cannot receive the promises. You cannot receive the dreams and the plans that God has for your life. We must line up our life with the word of God. We quote scripture all the time that all things work together for good, but that's not what the whole verse says. It says all things work together for the good to them that love him. We've got to love him and to love him we've got to follow in his word we've got to love God and we've got to love the word of God is there anybody that loves the word of God is there anybody that loves his truth is there anybody that loves this apostolic message is there anybody that loves his word and so you cannot be submitted without loving the word of God or without following the man of God there is nothing like the voice of the anointed in your life when you receive that prophetic word from a minister, when you feel the faith of an evangelist, when you receive the healing prayer of a preacher, there is nothing like the ministry working in your life, that five-fold ministry that God gave as a gift to the church. When that ministry begins to move and work in your life, things are changed. Lives are changed. Your situation can change in just a moment with an anointed man or woman of God praying over your life. Just one moment, just one conversation in that presence of a minister when you get into that place God can move and God can touch and God can make a way for you there's nothing like the man of God and your pastor as anointed and placed in this church come on somebody clap your hands for your pastor right now there is no God dream that does not first flow through your pastor. There, there is nothing in your life that cannot first flow through your pastor. And there is nothing like the voice of your pastor. There's nothing like the word that he can give. There's nothing like the prayer that he can pray. There is nothing like the hand of comfort on your back. There is nothing like your pastor getting up and speaking a word of faith over the congregation. There is nothing like the comfort he can give when you're at your lowest moment. Is there anybody that's been there? You're at your lowest moment and it was the voice. It was the word of your pastor over your life. 
Come on, when you begin to pray for his family, it unlocks dreams. When you begin to give to him and give to your pastor, that's when things open up in your life. When you bless the man of God, blessings start to pour over you. And I felt this word, Bishop, specifically for this church, that I know, I know your pastor's dream is discipleship. He's been all over. He is the discipleship guru. <laughs> He's the discipleship master. And he's, he's given that dream to this church. He brought it to the movement, and the movement's been so blessed by this, this word of discipleship, but it began here. It began at this church. It began right here. It's the Acts model. It's the key to reaching your world. Your, your pastor has, has been that, and he's shifted our entire movement back to apostolic discipleship, but this church has caught his vision. You followed in his teaching. The church as a whole has adopted that discipleship culture and you become discipleship, disciple makers. And you'll continue to do so. This is a dream that does not stop until the day of the Lord comes. This discipleship continues on and continues on and continues on. But you've given to that dream. You've poured in. You've bought in to that vision. But I believe the Lord is saying, you followed my man of God. You followed your pastor. You've got behind his dream. Now I want to unlock dreams for your life because you've been submitted to your pastor. I'm going to give you bigger promises, bigger plans, bigger dreams. I want to give you the desires of your heart. It must all be through submission. It must still run through your pastor. But ministries are going to be developed in this room today. Ministries and dreams are going to be birthed in this room today. Promises will be given that will will change the scope of this city that will change the scope of this region promises that will change the scope of this world because you've been submitted to your pastor there are disciple makers in here that are about to multiply your life is about to multiply whether that's multiplying your disciples whether that's multiplying your blessings whether that's multiply in your life whatever that is you're about to multiply your dreams are about to be multiplied your impact your blessing is about to be multiplied those things that you thought were gone in you those promises that you thought were gone that they haven't come back for a long time no they've just been unlocked because you've connected to his dream because you've connected to this man's vision they're coming back in your life they're coming back in your life and submission to your man of God submission to your pastor is a necessity for your dream to take place. It's a necessity for your dream to take place. Your man of God will bring clarity to your dream. Your, when your vision is foggy and it seems like you're going in the opposite direction and you don't know what to do, just begin to say, hey, pastor, can I, can I talk to you? Can I get a word? Pastor, I need a prayer right now. And just in one little prayer, your pastor can bring clarity to every situation. Make sure you're here when your bishop is speaking. Get to the church when Pastor Justin is speaking. Make sure you're hearing the voice of your pastor because there is no prophet there is no evangelist there is no ministry like the voice of your pastor let's begin to lift up our hands and I want you to just begin to pray for your pastor right now begin to hit pray for his family right now
coming from a family in, in ministry, you'll never know the power of your prayers. You think that it might not be much, but let me tell you, your prayers at home, your prayers, you have no clue what your pastor's family is going through all the time. You have no clue the weight that's on him, the burden to reach this city, to reach this world. You have no clue. When you begin to pray for your pastor, it unlocks things for him. It unlocks promises for him, but it unlocks things in your life as well. Radical submission unlocks dreams in your life. Radical submission unlocks dreams in your life. But the thing is, much of this you already know. You've already heard people speak on submission. You know to be submitted to your pastor. You've heard elders speak on submission. You've, you've heard this message before. And the reality is this is not radical submission. This is not radical submission. This is just the base. This is entry-level submission. This is just the base level of submission to be submitted to the word of God and be submitted to your pastor. This is entry-level. And there is a greater form of submission. It's not one we want to do often, but it's a deeper level of submission. Ephesians 5, 21 says, Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of of God. James 5:16 says confess your faults one to another pray for one another that you may be healed. Can I tell somebody in this place we have got to be submitted to one another. We have got to be submitted to one another. Job was delivered when he began to pray for his friends. Paul was the one that said, carry one another's burdens. It's time to know each other's burdens and to bear those things. It's not time to isolate from one another. The enemy is attacking every home, every mind in this place. The enemy is on a rampage against his church. And we cannot get away from unity now. We cannot get away from unity now. Now. This is what the New Testament church was all about. This is what it was all about. It was about being submitted to one another, coming in together in unity. When the, when the spirit was poured out in Acts, they first had to get in unity. They first had to be submitted to one another. We must pray for one another. We must give to one another. We must believe for one another. I'm ready for somebody to call up a friend and say, hey man, what's the Lord doing in your life? What's God promising you? What can I help you pray about? What's hurting you? What's going on in your life? What pain are you dealing with? Yeah, we want to be positive. We want to do these things. We always want to speak in positivity, but that's speaking in positivity because it's saying, hey, I'm going to come beside you. I'm going to come along you. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to believe that it's going to change in your life. I want to serve my brother and my sister. I want to be there for them. I want to be there for each other. I want to find somebody in the church and say, hey, what can I do for you? How can I make your dreams happen? What can I give to you? What can I pray in your life? How can I be of service to you? We know that entry level of submission, but can we be submitted to one another? Because once you get submitted to one another, things begin to open up. You start to give to their dreams and your dreams begin to happen. People begin to come together and God works when there's unity. God works when there's unity. 
And see, that's, that's easy sometimes to, to say, hey, what can I do for you? What can I serve for you? Because we feel like we're this downward flow that we're pouring into somebody's life. But it's a lot harder the other way. It's a lot harder the other way to call somebody up and say, hey, I need some prayers. I need some help. I'm struggling in my life. I, I'm dealing with this here. It's not to bog down somebody. It's, it's not to put a weight on somebody, but it's the body of Christ coming together. Don't try to deal with your pain alone any longer. Look beside you to find somebody that you can say, hey, I'm struggling. I need a brother. I need a sister. I need somebody that can lift me up. I need somebody that can pray for me. This is submitting one to another. We've got to get over any pride in us, any pride that we, we've got it all together, that we're working everything out. Everybody in here has got problems. Get over it. We got it. We know it. We know you have problems. We know we have problems. We've got to get over that point. Oh, they, they won't understand. They won't understand what I'm going through. They don't get my hurt. They won't get my pain. They, they don't understand everything. I've been waiting years for this promise. What, just one conversation can't fix all this. I've been waiting for a long time. I've been praying. I've tried everything. They may not understand. They might be human. <laughs> But the spirit of unity does. The spirit of God inside of them, the spirit that leads them to pray for you, that spirit will lead you out. Last year, I was in one of the most broken places of my life. My pastor was praying for me. My family was praying for me. My church was praying for me. But it was friends that pulled me out, that called me up every single day and said, hey, man, just talk to me. Hey, what's going on? And I would just begin to pour out my heart for hours and hours every day. It was a friend that could pull me out of my grave, pull me out of that situation, pull me out, and they would just sit and listen. It was friends that had spoken a word to me in due season, friends that when I come down to the altar and I begin to pray they would come up and I would wait for the pastor's hand I would wait for the minister's hand but then a friend would come behind me a friend would come behind me and just begin to pray I was just at a conference and I'm dealing I'm going with all these different things I've got ministry I'm weighed down and my friend came to me and said hey I want to be there for you and whatever I can and he just began to pray and I begin to feel feel revived under the power of a friend's prayer I remember being on the floor of NAYC and a friend that I was discipling. I thought that it was pour out mode. I thought I was just going to pour out to him, but a friend that I was discipling came up to me. He could hardly speak a word in a public setting. You still sit today, and he's so quiet in a public setting, but he came up to me and began to get down on his knees and begin to pray for me and prophesy over my life for 30 minutes straight and just begin to hit down the line, down the line. That's the ministry of the body. That's the ministry of the church, and that's the ministry that takes place when we're submitted one to another. Church, if we can learn to be submitted, submit ourselves one to another, dreams will become a reality. Promises are unlocked through radical submission. And radical submission is that lateral submission where we can find a friend, where we can pour into one another. We can give to one another. We can be there for one another. Stand with me across this place. I'm coming to a close. 
It says in Acts 2, 17, it shall come to pass, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's his dream, all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And I began to study. I, I wanted to know what's, what's the difference between the dream and the vision? What's the difference between the young and the old? The, this one dreams dreams, one, one gives visions. And I, I looked it up and I studied it and I found that it's the same thing. It just comes a different way. The young men are going to see visions. It may happen a different way. It, 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 you may not see the same, same way as the, as the young people. And the, the old men are going to dream dreams. But, but they're both given the promise. They're both given the dream. The vision is the dream. And the dream is the vision. You know what I love about this, this movement, Bishop Gleason? Is it's not led by the young and it's not led by the old. It's led by the hungry. <laughs> it's led by the hungry. It's led by the visionaries. It's led by the dreamers. It's led by the ones who want to see revival. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. It's not about the age, but it's about the spirit. It's about the hungry. I want to know, is there anybody that's hungry in this place? <laughs> Is there anybody that's hungry for a deeper move in your life? Is there anybody that's hungry for that voice of the Lord to speak? Is there anybody that's hungry for a fresh dream, a fresh vision? Is there anybody that's hungry and says, Lord, I want to keep on dreaming. I want you to speak to me. These altars are open in this place and I'm asking that when you come down, I want you to look and I want you to find somebody that you can link up with. Find somebody that's hungry. Find somebody beside you that you can say, hey, I want to combine with you. I want to pray with you. I want to be submitted to you. Come quickly, come quickly, begin to pray over their lives. Begin to submit yourselves one to another. I pray for deliverance in my brother's life. I pray for them right now. I pray over every struggle in them. I pray over every dream in their life. I pray that you pour it out, God. I pray that you do it for them, Lord. I pray that you do it for them, God. We need one another. We need one another. And if we can learn to give to one another, if we can learn to connect one another's dreams, you'll find that it's not just yours, but your dream is connected to somebody else. Your promise is connected to somebody else. Your healing is connected to the prayer that you pray for someone else. Your miracle that you've been praying for for years. If you'll just give to somebody else, if you'll just pour to somebody else, if you'll just be there for somebody else, it'll happen in your life. It'll happen for you. It'll be there for you. Come on, let's spend this time in the altar praying for one another. Let's spend this time giving to one another. But let's not just do it here. Let's leave this place. Let's leave this place knowing I'm going to connect with somebody. I'm going to call somebody after today. Begin to pray over that person in your mind right now that you can call them up and say, Hey, what, what can I do for you? What can I pray for you? How can I be there for you?